What is worship to you? When you think of worship, what do you think of? This is Friday, April 21st. Now, often I hear worship described as the singing part of our worship services. Someone will remark to me, I wish you would give more time to worship, meaning to the singing of songs of praise. Now, that understanding of worship is far too narrow. Worship involves all the way we, any ways and all ways that we acknowledge and glorify God. Worship is not confined to an hour on Sundays. Actually, you know, the Jewish people brought the worship of God into every area of their lives. Moses taught the people to take the commands of God and impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home, when you walk along the road when you lie down and when you get up. Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates. That's Deuteronomy 6, 7-9. Yes, the recognition of the Lord was meant to fill their lives, their days. In the Christian liturgy of the hours, it's called, there are seven times of prayer. The first begins rising at the earliest part of the morning, and the last is at midnight. You see, worship was meant to punctuate all of our daily activity and to carry us even into the night. Yes, there are worship services as we enjoy today, but there was so much more. Why? Because the habits we develop in life come to shape us more than anything else. And that's what a liturgy is. It is a developed habit of coming to God that becomes woven into who you are. Perhaps you've heard me share the story of the man who for many years lived with Alzheimer's disease. His name was John, and he began his day every day of his adult life in prayer, and then he recited the Apostles' Creed. Long after he had forgotten the names of his loved ones, he could remember perfectly the creed that he had spoken for so long. It had become imprinted into his thinking in such a way that though he was lost, God was not lost to him. Now in discipleship at Granada, we learn how to have personal times of worship each day, to enjoy God, to learn from his word, and to pray. We use the Lord's Prayer to focus on God's glory and God's provision. God's forgiveness and God's kingdom. Then we very simply work through a brief passage from the Bible, seeking God's wisdom and learning to apply it in our lives. Now, after a few months of this time of daily worship, we find that we've developed a new habit that helps keep our eyes on Christ. In his book, The Power of Habit, Charles Duhigg refers to a particular type of habit he calls a keystone habit. These, he said, are small changes or habits that people introduce into their routines that intentionally carry over into the other aspects of their lives. They are habits that produce something of a ripple effect, in which one little positive change has the potential to produce other positive changes in all different parts of somebody's life and routine. By all accounts, then, they appear like quite handy little things, these keystone habits. They create the environment in which further change can happen. 
They are, if you want, the soil in which new positive habits and a whole new life can grow. Or to use Duhigg's metaphor, they are that central stone in an arch which locks the whole structure into place. Now this is how daily personal worship is meant to work for us. One of my goals in this daily podcast is to provide a resource that encourages these times of worship and prayer. Now, as we're thinking about personal worship, the habit we can develop is really very simple. It involves only two major aspects. First, learning to listen to God through His Word, by His Spirit. And second, learning to speak with God in prayer. Of course, as we learned in our series on prayer, Jesus Himself spent time with His Father, time like this. This was His habit. He arose early in the morning before the disciples got up, and he went out where he could be alone with the Father. As with the Jewish people in the liturgy of the hours, each of us can find ways to punctuate our days with prayer and the Word. This is worship, continually turning our focus to God to remember and enjoy His presence with us. You see, habits, when they are weak, are like cobwebs, They're so weak they can easily break. We easily push through them. But over time, they become like steel cables, almost impossible to break. And that's where we want to be with worship. To develop such a deep and lasting friendship with God, built on habits of connection and communion. You know, one of the things Sandy and I enjoy when we're home in the evenings is walking through our neighborhood as the sun is going down. It's not just the exercise, that's good, and stopping to say hello to our neighbors, we enjoy that too. It's the conversation, talking about our days, what we have done and learned and experienced. In this way, we're inviting each other into our lives, into a real life sharing. And this is what this time with God is meant to do, to provide you the time to share with God how life is affecting you and to seek wisdom from God where you need wisdom and to support you where that's needed. This is how relationships are built and this is the heart of the purpose of our worship for us to come to know and enjoy the living God and to share our lives with Him. Let's pray. Father God, we come to you. We worship and acknowledge that you are God. We seek your presence. Reveal to us your truth through your word and guide us, we pray, by your spirit. In the name of Jesus, amen.